0: This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast.
1: On this episode, we're talking about the Holy Grail and the quest for immortality.
0: Mmm, that can't possibly be real. Oh, but it is. Hi, I'm Cian Kenshin.
1: And I'm Sophie Ma.
0: And we're here to Alchemize Alchemize your Your Life. In this podcast... We show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business.
1: Join us at the PRISM Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more.
0: As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself.
1: Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you.
0: I'm going on a quest. Without me? Well, I mean, what the fuck, babe? It's it's like one no, of those no, 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 no. We go quests. everywhere together. You know those quests, like the Crusaders went on.
1: I still don't understand why I'm not coming. It was all military men. Oh yeah, I don't want to be that. I fun.
0: think there was like one woman in the crusade. No, I don't. I
1: don't. I don't want to be that woman.
0: You don't want to be that woman. No, no. <laughs> been there, done when that. Don't changed? want
1: to be it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Well, um, let's just little bit. Uh, so the quest that I'm going on is the quest for the Holy Grail.
1: But don't you have that already?
0: Shh! That you're ruining the surprise. Oh
1: shit! <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to prepare me for these things.
0: You know, the Holy Grail. It's it's like the Philosopher's Stone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that really famous cup that you know all of the British people really like. Wasn't there a show about that? The
0: Monty Python something something? Yeah, I
1: feel like I watched that in middle school.
0: Quest for the Holy Grail. Something like
1: that. Yeah. It seemed important to them. Yeah. I just assumed that all British people want fancy cups.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a recurring theme though. Like like why do they want the cup? What is it? What does it do?
1: Well, I mean it's holy. And yeah. it's a grail. And now that I think of it, I don't actually know what the word grail means. I think it means cup. So it's just a holy cup. A holy cup. That could be any cup. It could be any cup.
0: So what's I, the big deal? I remember deal? in like uh, Indiana Jones, it was like this old wooden cup. And it was like placed amongst all of these beautiful golden ones. And you had to like choose the one that was like not like, you know,
1: not ego fancy. Ego fancy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so meta. Isn't like it, it great? That's yeah. really good.
0: So, like the idea behind the 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 cup, and I mean Indiana Jones did it, was that it could heal all wounds, it could extend your life. Oh, it's it's much it's the same same effects as the philosopher's stone, right? Like it, immortality.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we humans are really, really connected to. Um, Extending the duration of this meat sack
0: at all at the expense of all else.
1: Yeah, including yeah. disconnecting from our soul. It's pretty wild, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, like people who are in like like lifelong comas, like plugged into machines, just just. To stay alive but not actually experience anything is wild to me. Yeah.
1: Well, and you're just trapping the soul in a useless meat sack then. Or what was the <laughs> right? yeah, this is another thing. It's been all over pop culture. What was the other show about this? Oh, Altered Carbon, mm-hmm. where they're where they have the stack, but then there's a bunch of religious people that say that you lose your soul and it's this whole like science versus religion is one of the like undercurrent themes.
0: You're, you're kind of taking a copy of the ego and putting it into another body. So, well, I mean ego would
1: love that. That's a yeah,
0: ego would love that and like and like is that a good
1: thing? Especially a newer, younger, fitter model. Like, yeah. wow. But I, I mean, that's kind
0: of what spirit's doing. Is it takes a copy of the ego, but not a lot of the structures that are like local, they're more like structures of like, what life lessons have I learned?
1: Yeah. you know, karmic cycles yeah. and ancestral wounds and traumas and like the good and the bad so get to come with us. We
0: already are immortal, immortal, actually. So, well, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why would anyone want the uh, Philosopher's Stone or the Holy Grail?
1: Well, the Philosopher's Stone is an alchemical construct. So let's mm-hmm. leave that for another day because it is slightly different. We'll do that slightly on another different. episode. Same idea, though. Totally same concept, but let's dive deep into the Holy Grail because so I want to know... I'm just going
0: to put it out there. It's not
1: a cup. But I thought you said a grail was a cup. Is it a goose? It's an allegory. It's a metaphor. Oh, of course it is. Just like
0: just like, like turning lead into gold and, and the Philosopher's Stone and all of these other sort of ancient stories that needed to be encoded in order to survive the ages. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Are you telling me that all this time you've been calling yourself an alchemist and you haven't been in the back room turning lead into gold? Where the fuck is all our money coming from?
0: Well, there's a little bit of magic involved. I wouldn't call that (laughs) alchemy, (laughs) though.
1: Just kidding, guys. Don't worry. I know where it comes from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, it's not a cup.
1: It's not a cup. Okay. So the holy grail that men have died over. Have men actually died for this thing? Like, is this real or is this just fiction? No. People have actually died for something that's not a cup. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, this sounds a little silly, but like. I'm obviously challenged in this area, and I, I, what what is it then? If it's not a cup, what are people dying for?
0: Well, <clears throat> two things. One, people are dying for thinking it's a cup, seeking a cup, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Going on these quests and thinking that other people have some sort of actual physical device that extends your, your life. Um, and the other thing is uh, people who have found what it actually is are dying because they're murdered. Oh, by the powers that be.
1: Well, that's rather unfortunate now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, like just go and look at the Spanish Inquisition and the witches of Salem and and all of these things like this grail or this this technology mm-hmm. whatever it may be. It's this ancient <laughs> this technology. Ancient, ancient technology um, so cheeky, which I think is more metaphorical, just like all of the alchemical tables and all that, like the stories, um, it's not a cup and many people have died
1: for it and it absolutely can extend your life. So is that, that's essentially what people are looking for here is the ability to extend one's life mm-hmm. to, um, rapidly heal wounds At the end of the day, the goal here is immortality in this physical plane, in this meat sack specifically, not the soul-based immortality that we know exists, but in this physical meat sack.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's various levels of it, right? Like there is immortality in the meat sack. And then like level two is like immortality in a light body, but we're not going to get into that today. (laughs)
1: Save that for another episode as well.
0: Yeah. So level one is, is, yeah, is like definitely... um, dramatically increasing your lifespan and quality of life while you're here, Mm. which I think is kind of what most people would should want as opposed to, yeah,
1: I made it to a hundred. Yeah. I made it to a hundred, but like, I only remember 30 of that.
0: And I have to carry this poop bag around. Yeah. And I I can't
1: really walk or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen many, many, many examples of people aging and- In their 30s? Yeah. Even in their 30s. Like I know it's a common joke right now around my friends. Um, I'm 33. And a lot of my friends, as they started turning 30, started joking about, oh, my back hurts and oh, my knees hurt. and "Oh, I heal slower. And, and I was playing high level competitive dodgeball in my late 20s and early 30s. And um, it was just a known fact that like once you hit 30, like shit just started to break like yeah. your your machine just you know it's like your car just starts to like break down after you hit 200k you know
0: and you get wrinkles and your skin loses its pallor and yeah yeah a lot of stuff right yeah
1: right bags under the eyes yeah. you need more sleep darkness
0: under yeah 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 right. yeah so so what it, what is the holy grail then? What can what can solve all of these problems?
1: Well, I thought it was a cup that made you immortal and I would imagine if you're going to be immortal, you're probably not going to choose to be immortal in a broken body. You're probably going <laughs> to choose to be immortal in a younger body.
0: Yeah. Well, level level 1 is like not quite immortality. It's more longevity.
1: Yeah. Okay. Faster so healing, this, longevity, yeah, and yeah, I guess yeah. then it would mean actually, looking re- younger. actually reversing aging. Yeah. So looking younger. Totally. Looking and feeling younger.
0: Like literally in in the span of a couple of years, knocking ten years off your appearance.
1: Well, we better make sure that no plastic surgeons listen to this because we'll be in big trouble.
0: Big trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's largely why this technology has been persecuted for thousands of years up until now. Mm-hmm. They can't control it.
1: Okay, so you're killing everybody here what's the technology oh god it's meditation guys come on
0: if you haven't figured that <laughs> out already like
1: <laughs> just in case can you just for the ones in the back that didn't catch that the actual holy grail is
0: meditation
1: is meditation
0: yeah and it doesn't it doesn't really matter what form like like mindfulness transcendental meditation shamatha vipassana like they're Zazen. they're all like they're all good enough
1: Any type of meditation. Okay. Mm. And I've actually had like personal experience of this because I've been very fortunate. I mean, I've been meditating regularly for... Two and a half years now, I guess, coming up on three years. Oh, good for you. And um, well, you've been there for most of that, you <laughs> dummy. I, I like wonder
0: <laughs> I wonder how that happened.
1: <laughs> I had started, I had started before you, but it wasn't until I'd learned your technique specifically that I was able to do it consistently. I really cause I just I really struggled with it. Mm. Um and oh, so it, it was very, very hard for me to maintain a practice because it was a really frustrating thing to do until I learned your technique and then I was able to pick it up. <laughs> the whole
0: point is to stop being frustrated.
1: I know, but they don't tell you that. Like it, they kind of make it sound like the more frustrated you are, the, okay, the better you're doing it. Listen, listen,
0: listen. The point isn't to focus. The point is to let go of frustration.
1: Yeah, so. especially if for youth, if youth is your goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's actually tied directly into the causality. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So my personal experience was I started having people messaging me um, that, you know, I hadn't heard from in 10 years or 12 years or whatever, thanks to Facebook, right? It's like, I haven't seen you in 10 years, but I found your picture. And I started having like a lot of people, not a small number of people, but a lot of people messaging me saying, it looks like you haven't aged a day. And actually, in some cases, I had people telling me I actually looked younger Mm -hmm. now and at 32, 33 years old than I did when they knew me when I was 27, 28. At the time, I was like super stressed. I was like high level corporate. I was like, you know, working and running a bunch of organizations that were taking up the vast majority of my time. I was engaged to a uh, cocaine addict. So, you know, that was stressful. Mm-hmm. Certainly wasn't meditating. And that showed in my physical being.
0: Totally. And it's
1: pretty cool to have everybody around you saying, oh, yeah, when you hit 30, your body starts to fall apart. And in my case, I have people messaging me saying, hey, you look younger than last time I saw you when you were 28.
0: Yeah, I, I had a very similar, um, if not a more stark experience. Um, three years into my meditation daily daily meditation journey uh this is not a weekly thing it's not going to work uh three years into the daily um you know i had people telling me like yeah you look like you've dropped 10 years Mm -hmm. you know people thought i was in my 20s
1: yeah and like i can actually tell you guys like people tell us all the time i mean okay you can share your age how old are you I'm 41. Okay. So when we meet people, where you live in Costa Rica currently at the time of this recording, and when people meet him, they always assume that he's in like 35 or under. Like, like your, your always. Age. They assume and I'm they assume age. I'm in my early 20s. Yeah. 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 The, so the, we've both biggest, lost five to ten years. The
0: biggest thing for me was um like my I I had a partner of, of eighteen years <laughs> and uh, near the tail end of my meditation journey. And It was actually quite, well, you know, cognitive dissonance, um, seeing her aging and my age, like, going backwards. And then, like, not at the time, because your mind doesn't work that way, right? Of, like, Mm -hmm. like looking at the, uh, like, you just, the person always looks like the person, right?
1: Yeah, they just always look the same. Um,
0: Especially when you're seeing them every day. But when I, like, when I go and look at pictures... Yeah. Of us, like, you know, in mid-2000s, late-2000s, mid-2010s, right? Like, it's pretty wild um, to see how much she ages in into the sort of the, the late 30s and 40s. And
1: she was only a few years younger than you one too, year, right? One, one year. year. Yeah. Like,
0: actually less than a year. But, mm-hmm. like, she aged, you know, quote, normally – Whereas my age appeared to reverse in the, like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's just personal anecdote stories, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you, you guys are just you guys, you know, you're special or something. Yeah. No. Um, I like
1: to think of myself as special sometimes. Oh,
0: the whole point of the teachings is that we're not special, babe. I, Come well, on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, but sometimes I like to think that I'm extra glittery, you know?
0: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll crack that part of your ego <clears> throat> throat> at some point.
1: It's <laughs> okay to feel glittery, Sophie. Sophie.
0: Okay, so we dug up, and I've I've read these over the years, and there's numerous, numerous, numerous amounts of studies on this.
1: Yeah, like if you think that we're anomalies, then just not, like literally Google not the it. Case. <laughs> like,
0: like, like, look at the National Institute of Health uh, studies, PubMed studies. Right, we've got two uh, in the show notes, which you can actually go and look. Um, but like, there are two different studies. One is. A, like a study of just um, age, like actual age length. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took like 73 residents, is statistically significant across different uh, old folks' homes.
1: And the average age was? 81. 81. So that's, that's
0: so they're pretty like, old so, right now. So when, you, when you're like, oh, you know, it's too late for me. It's not going to work. These people were like average age of 81, guys. Mm-hmm. And... They, they studied basically three groups, one with meditation, one with just relaxation, mm-hmm. and then one with um, active uh, decision-making. Mm-hmm. So... You know, basically, the con- the control group was relaxation. Oh, you know, do what you normally do. <laughs> yeah, just just be chill. Um, and then active, you know, just using your mind, crossword puzzles and that sort of stuff.
1: Mm, oh my god, I hate crossword um, puzzles so much. meditation.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and like, uh, what were the things they measured? They measured cognitive flexibility, mental health, systolic blood pressure. Um, behavioral flexibility uh, and aging, and even treatment efficacy. Mm-hmm. And what they found is like meditation just blew the other two out of the water just in all of those, in
1: all of the categories.
0: And three years later, so again, average age of eighty-one. Three years later, a hundred percent of the meditation group were still alive, hmm. and it was like less than ninety percent in the other two groups.
1: Wow, so it actually really did like extend a sig- their life significant, really significantly.
0: Significant difference, and this is only like like three years, mm. right?
1: And we're just—I'm going to go out on a limb. Like I know CN and I both met, uh, mentioned here, and I haven't read this study, but I'm going to—I'm going to guess. I know CN and I mentioned earlier that both of us we were like we have about a three-year timeline where people started to really notice, like three years of meditation for both Cian and myself, where all of a sudden it was like something switched, and people were like, "Holy shit!" You've lost age. Like, that's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm
1: willing to bet that this was not a three-year practice meditation. Like, do you know how long, like, what the duration of the actual process was?
0: I, I don't recall. I'm
1: sure it wasn't three years, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, getting getting people to do that for three years at 81 seems like a stretch. Well,
1: even the funding, right? Yeah. So we'll have to check. We'll put it in the show notes, you guys. But, like, just for those of you that are like, well, I'm not going to – I don't want to wait three years to look younger. Like, it doesn't take three years. In fact – um, there's also a Joe Dispenza experience study of people that were aging, and I think that one was only 21 days.
0: Yeah, they, they they saw like significant shifts, but like to lose 10 years off your your sort of appearance, it's gonna take two to three years for sure. I'm
1: just saying that 21 days to start seeing and feeling like noticeable differences. Oh yeah.
0: You're going to see noticeable differences in in daily meditation within three weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like that's what it takes to create a new habit and that your appearance is a collection of your habits. Yeah.
1: And if you guys go ahead and check out um, on Instagram, if you want even more anecdotal evidence here, um Sian has at Zen Mind hacker, you can find him on Instagram. he has before and after pictures posted. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you just gotta kind of scroll back every now and then. And what I find really fascinating about this is not just the body transformation, but also your eyes mm. because they look if you go back to like 2017, 2018, really like 2017, 2016, they're like you have blue eyes. but in the pictures they look dark yeah like unless it's really well lit, your eyes almost look brown mm-hmm. in the pictures. And now it's like... They're sparkly. Yeah, they, it's like Crystal. your eyes are freaking crystals, man. Yeah. It's like ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot A lot shifts when you start like activating epigenetic factors and like de-stressing yourself, you know. And that's like... That's actually why I went and looked at um, the other study because I remembered there was like actually some causal factors... One of them has to do with breathing, but I couldn't find a particular study. But there's there is uh, with deep breathing, there is uh, a certain type of um, pathway that gets activated that also reduces aging. But that wasn't like that wasn't necessary. Um, for this show, the one I did found that is, I think, the most important is re- in regards to telomere length.
1: Mm, yes. Yeah. So if you don't know, really quick, like, let's go back into the university days. We'll go into some biomed here for a minute. If you don't know what a telomere is, it's a little piece of DNA. And every time your cell re um, like rebirths itself, renews itself, so it dies and becomes a new cell, the DNA, when it splits, it has to cut a tiny little bit of DNA off on the end of the DNA because it's like, and so that little piece gets shorter every time your cell replicates. So depending on the cell, that's going to be at a different speed, but as you age, your cells are going to replicate this tiny little edge of your DNA is going to get sliced off. So this is a telomere is known, um, in biology as a really, really great way to test actual physical age of the body, not felt age emotionally, because it shows like the stress that's on your body based on how much telomere is left. How old is this cell?
0: Yeah, they call it cellular age. It's, yeah. it's a measurement of cellular age, like biological age as, appo- as opposed to chronological age.
1: Yeah, and or they, emotional age. They, you know, we can all act like a five-year-old, but you know, sometimes the body doesn't agree.
0: Yeah, they say the greatest factor in telomere length is chronological age, is mm-hmm. the greatest factor. But then they found that there are all of these other factors, oxidative stress, cognitive stress, um,
1: perception of stress, <laughs> you know. Like- and that's a really big one, you guys, because all of us have a different like stress meter when it comes to perception, right? Like one person's house could be burning down and they'll be like, Cool. I'll go buy a new one, like no big deal, and another person's house can be burning down and they could be losing their mind, right? So same stressor can be perceived very differently depending on the person. So Mm -hmm. the use of the fact that they're actually studying and measuring perceived stress versus just like actual stress is super, super important and relevant to this study.
0: Yeah, yeah, like some of the factors that contribute to cognitive like objective they ca- they called it objective stress mm-hmm. and they said it's basically years of caregiving so mm. kids elderly parents your spouse let's be honest <laughs> in some cases yes but then perceived stress is affected by like um just life events jobs da da da
1: traffic your boss just stressing you out like perceived stress is just what you make things mean i believe yeah. correct me if i'm wrong there
0: yes yeah, what, what you, how you perceive your environment, what you make it mean from the perception. Yeah. Right? And then uh, depression is another factor as well as socioeconomic status. Right. Right. Both so, of
1: which would lead to high stress situations. Higher stress.
0: Higher stress you're, yeah. You know, when you're depressed, you kind of like, you just end up with more stress because everything stresses you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just not even looking at the results of the study we know that meditation and mindfulness reduce stress yeah. right in um in my meditation for beginners um, masterclass which is free on our website prism.org you go into the quantum lab and it's free for for anyone who wants to sign up i teach you the exact method that i used for 3 years to reduce my age my 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 appearance age by 10 years.
1: That's also the same course that when I mentioned earlier that I had really struggled meditating until he taught me like a, a couple very key tricks to make meditation easier. And ever since then, I've meditated like every single day uh, and it's become fun, fun and easy and I can sit for two hours if I need to. So it's a really, really great masterclass and yeah, it's our free gift to you. So feel free to check it out. We'll also put a link in the show notes.
0: Yeah. And you only, you don't need two hours. You only need five minutes. A day. No,
1: five minutes a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, we know based off of how it works from a neuroscience perspective that it absolutely reduces stress. It reduces the rumination that happens in the brain, it reduces all of the thoughts that you're holding on to and the thoughts that do come they stick around a lot less. Yeah. And to your- even
1: emotional triggers stick around a lot less, right? Yeah. So even if something grabs you and you have an emotional response that that reaction time uh, dissipates faster. Yeah,
0: and that that gives you enough cognitive capacity and med- metacognitive capacity to separate yourself from the perception of things. And that reduces the meaning that you make things mean that this is bad, right, which would lead to depression. So it reduces depression, it reduces stress. your perception of stress. yeah perception of stress, right? Yeah, I mean the stress is all the stress is there, but the way you perceive it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know just from the mechanism of meditation that all of those factors that increase or decrease telomere length, are affected. We know there's a causal causality there. Yep. What this study found actually confirms what we know, that people reduce stress significantly with meditation, that people reduce depression significantly with meditation. And the results therein are longer telomeres than mm. people in the control population.
1: And longer telomeres would mean uh, younger cellular health, basically. Y-
0: yeah, like a lower biological age. Yeah. So if we met if we created a test that was just like, oh, your biological age is this, your chronological age is that. They would start to diverge.
1: Yeah, and there are tests like that. I recall seeing Gwyneth Paltrow go through one on, uh what's that show on Netflix, Goof, Goop Factory. Wow, I'm just like, guys, can we all just give me a little clap for the pop culture references today? Because like, I'm just rolling with them and that I is generally know. not my forte.
0: I don't even know what Goop Factory is.
1: Okay, we're going to watch that episode and the one about sex magic and the one about mushrooms. It's going to be glorious. That sounds like an awful lot of TV. It's educational TV. It's like watching Gaia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pseudo educational.
0: All right. So, um, on that note, <laughs> chronological age versus biological age, right? Like, like, what do what do people actually do? You, do you actually care how many calendar years you have? I, I mean, people do, but only as a proxy to what that means.
1: Yeah. Like we care that we've hit certain milestones and certain social constructs by certain calendar years. But I think at the end of the day, we really, we're just using that as like a measurement of some kind of success, but really I think it should be how you feel. How do you feel in your body? Like when you're 40, do you feel like you're 40 or do you feel like you're 25 or do you feel like you're 55?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if, if if I felt the way most of my 40 plus friends feel um, in their bodies, uh, I would not be very happy about it. And, and I know they are not. Yeah. Um, and many of them, I'm sorry, guys, just kind of like accept it as normal.
1: I think society as a whole accepts it as normal. Like I, I mentioned earlier in this podcast, even so many of my friends that are in their early to the 30s, it's just – and especially a lot of them are athletes – and it's just like a running joke that like oh yeah everybody tears your acl by the time you're 35 and like oh it's going to take a long time to heal and oh that sprained ankle that was okay when you were 20 well now it's fucked because you're 33 or whatever like it's just it seems to me at least in the athlete world that 30 is kind of the barometer where mm. there's an expectation that like your body goes to shit or like you know mm. you need more sleep or you get worse hangovers or whatever like 30 seems to be the break point in my group where that's like, it's socially okay to feel like you're dying.
0: It, it is, and 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 what is normal but a measurement of what's common amongst a population?
1: <laughs> yeah, like the word normal is such an interesting word. Why would
0: you want to be normal if that's normal? Yeah, like, I don't
1: want to feel like I'm dying when I'm 30, fuck man, that's only like, you've got 70 years on average left, or I guess the average person doesn't live till 100, but like, let's say the goal is to be a centurion. Yeah. You've got 70 years left and your body's already fucking falling apart. Like, that's not fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it's, it's so clear to me how as your cells begin to age and their efficiency starts to drop and the toxins begin to build up because the efficiency is down, toxins build up, there's less fluids pushing through them. They stop doing their functions as effectively. I mean, eventually, yeah, like that's going to lead to lower back pain, especially if you don't do something like yoga, right? Like, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not active, I mean, the machine's getting gunked up and nothing's cleaning it.
1: Yeah. Like you don't drive your car and literally never get an oil change. Oh, Oh
0: no. There are people who do that. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, okay, I was I was a perpetrator of like I got an oil change like less frequently than I was supposed to. I'm, I think maybe annually and you're supposed to get it three times a year, four times, I don't even know. I get At it At least twice a year. I did it usually annually because my car started to make bad noises and I was like, oh, shit, that's a sign to get my oil changed. Well, yeah, and so when your body
0: starts making bad noises, do you just accept it as normal or do you start doing something about it?
1: Well, but that's the thing is if everybody that had a car – was like, oh yeah, to hear it just starts making that noise, don't worry about it, it's totally fine. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, it's just a it's, it's just, just a noise.
0: Isn't it interesting that we have all this like, you know, regular maintenance schedule for like a car that like really only lasts like 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And our bodies, which could last 100 years. Or we, higher. What's the, what's the main, does anyone
1: know what the maintenance schedule is of the body? I thought it was just like try not to eat, live off chips, and sleep. Isn't that what society basically well, yeah, tells then, us? Then
0: you end up eating McDonald's and sitting in a chair all day.
1: Oh, but as long as you're getting the salad at McDonald's, it's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I, don't, I don't want to be too too inflammatory for people, but, <laughs> but like, but th- this is the thing. Like, it, it arguably um, eating healthy doesn't have as much of an effect as this does. Yeah. Right? Like, I was not eating healthy in, in my first couple of years of meditation. Yeah. Certainly not anywhere close to what I am now. Um, so, you know, and and the people in these studies were They're average, just people. diverse, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah. like average 81 year old guys. Like, anyone who's sitting there saying, yeah, it's nice, but you know, you did it in your 30s and I'm already 50, but you know, I'm just this way. That's not the case, guys. Like, yeah. these people were. In their
1: 80s. And the ones that were in their 80s, like this was a study that pulled from residential homes. Yeah. So they were already in homes. They were prob- they were already not mobile. It's not like any of them were like super healthy fit people, right? They were already likely pretty frail because they're in a home so they can't take <laughs> care of themselves. And meditation
0: of three years or less extended their lifespan. Yeah, so yeah. I mean like they And they
1: would have been eating the food that they were served there which would be like me- middle of the line nutritionally, right? Like they're not eating McDonald's yeah. but they're certainly not eating like organic greens.
0: Yeah. So it's not it's not too late and um We have the science, you know, like the same kind of science that says you put oil into your car and you change it regularly and the car lasts longer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The engine doesn't explode after two years. (laughs) We now have science that has found the holy grail. You put meditation into your body and you do it regularly and you last longer.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just want to do just like a quick little, just a quick little experiment here with my ladies that are listening. Maybe some men too, but I think this is gonna apply mostly to the ladies. How much do you spend on face cream?
0: <laughs>
1: How much did you spend at Sephora? And I'm asking you this because I legitimately, um, you know, in my late 20s, I was subject to Cosmopolitan and everybody saying, oh, you know, like, your face is going to go to shit by the time you're 35 if you don't start spending, like, hundreds of dollars on face creams. Um, and, like, you know, you got to have the vitamin C cream and then you got to have the serum and you got to have this. And, like, it's good to take care of your body. Don't get me wrong. I like going for facials. I like having some body treatments on occasion. I think the last time we went for one was a year ago if not longer, yeah, it was about a year ago because we were in Vancouver. And so I was dropping probably $300 a month uh, on average on like fancy face creams and stuff that I had to do for my face. It was the whole thing, took me like 30 minutes every single day, hmm. 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. Now, Now my face process is literally, I scrub it with a scrubby, I don't put soap on my face. I use a m- microbiome friendly oil and I put a tiny little bit of caffeine oil uh, underneath my eyes. That's it. And I regularly have people asking me what kind of makeup products I use on Instagram, like almost every day. So for those of you that are sp- sitting here going, oh, I don't want to meditate. Oh, I don't have time to meditate. Listen.
0: <laughs> How much time do you spend on makeup? Yeah, you're How spend- much money do you spend on makeup? Yeah,
1: you're spending guaranteed at least 30 minutes a day with your facial routine Take five of that, sit down, and pay attention to your breathing. And then you can spend the other 25 and however many hundreds of dollars a month you want on facial creams.
0: Yeah, this is the holy grail, you know?
1: Yeah. Isn't the holy grail and like, you know, quote unquote, longevity slash immortality worth five minutes a fucking day? I think it is. I mean, is there anything worth anything more than that? (laughs) Well, that's why people were willing to die for it, right? We go full circle. Totally. So the moral of the story is, please go spend five minutes meditating and we'll see you guys next week. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.